It is Wednesday the 2nd of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. It is the morning after the day before. Shane Lee, how are you? Melbourne Cup Day. How did it go? I've got one word for myself today. I feel shit house. <laughs> it was, uh, Sums it up. Yeah, mate. The, the, the race that stops the nation, it stops it on the Wednesday, I reckon, because I am struggling today. But um, a lot of fun had. I was on the, as I mentioned yesterday, the Barclay Pierce Capital boat yesterday. That was fantastic fun. And um, Sam Kekovich was the guest speaker. Very funny man. And... Um, yeah, a few little bets, mate. It was, it was a really good, good, good day. Yeah, it was, and uh, the sun was shining, if mm. not a little bit breezy. And um, yeah, what a win for Gold Trip! Absolutely extraordinary. We'll talk about that today. We'll also talk about this New Zealand England T Twenty game. England, well, they've not done Australia any mm. big favours, and uh, of course, this uh, story in the tennis world—it's really troubling. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Now, England got out and bat. This Josh Butler uh, last night, he is just such a player, isn't he? He, he? he hits shots that most of the others can't. He he was the, basically the ballast of their innings, their captain. And in the end, 179 was too much for New Zealand. Although at some point in that game with Williamson and, and Phillips, they look like they might get them. Yeah, well, we have been saying from the start, Tim, that uh, England's top order is probably the best in the world, and they proved that. Josh Butler scoring 73 or 47 balls. Uh, Alex Hales as well with 52 or 40. Look, they look good, and pretty much now it's almost not – it's not impossible, but it's not impossible that Australia will make the semifinals. Um, they're going to need some miracle in the last game. Um, New Zealand can only really manage 159 in the end. Uh, Lockie Ferguson was the, was the best of the bowlers for the Kiwis to, to keep him down. But um, Sam Curran, once again for England, taking two wickets. I think he's top of the, the wicket tally um, and a very, very good little left-arm seamer. Yeah, he certainly is. He's deceptive mm. too. He's, he's he's not tall, but his bouncer really yep. works. He, he's just awkward. And, and by the time they'd lost those few wickets, um, yeah, New Zealand was gone. But they, they're going to make the semifinals. It looks like their run rate is superior to Australia and England. Mm. That's where it's going to come down to, as you mentioned. England play Sri Lanka. Now, Sri Lanka aren't the Sri Lanka side that we used to know, particularly at the moment. So they will win that. Australia as you mentioned, would need to beat Afghanistan off the charts. So that's their challenge. Whether or not it's worth bringing Steve Smith back, I don't know what they, they do. It's just a, it's just they're just going to have to go all guns blazing because Sri Lanka, uh, when England plays Sri Lanka, England will know their assignment. Yeah, 100%. So the only reason Steve Smith may play now is that both Finch, Stoinis and David um, all are getting scans after that last game on Monday against Ireland. Um, but mm. you're dead right, Timmy. It's no point. If we're going to try and win this game, win it by a lot, um, putting Steve Smith in who can bat around, you know, and, and get sort of your your 60 or 70 off maybe 50 balls, um, that's not going to you know, 
be the right thing to do. I think we need guys who can score really, really quickly. So we'll have to wait and see. Kane Williamson is arguably New Zealand's greatest ever batsman. Mm. Uh, uh, a bit of controversy last night over a catch. It's one of those things in cricket, isn't it, that you don't want to be claiming catches if you haven't caught it. He didn't really claim it. He, he sort of did it, but then gestured that he may have fumbled it um, and replayed showed. You, you can't get away with anything. Um, I don't think it's in his nature at all to try and do that. So it was... Uh, um, yeah, I would be giving him too much of a hard time. But, uh, yeah, the career world and Twitter in, in particular went up, went blew up after that catch. Yeah, that, that doesn't mean no, no, no. they're hardly the, the moral code. Um, now, um, a sad note, we saw the loss of former Australian cricketer Alan Thompson. Yeah, uh, nicknamed Froggy. It was a, was a, a interesting bowler, sort of bowl with a very quirky action. He played four tests, the Victorian, uh, in the 70-71 series, Ashes series. Um, yeah, it was much loved, and uh, look, he went in, he went in for a hip operation, and, and due to his frail body, he, did, he didn't recover. Um, Ian Chapel said that he was a really, really tough guy to face. You had to really watch the ball. He wasn't that fast, but because he had arms and legs going everywhere like a frog in a blender almost, um, he was hard to pick up. Yeah, um, they are difficult. Mm. Maxi Walker, in a yes. different way, God rest his soul, too, from a, a number of years ago, bowled in a very awkward fashion. So, um, yeah, a change of pace, of course, um, a Melbourne Cup yesterday. And uh, Gold Trip uh, had performed so well in the Cox Plate, so well in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, a lot of people had doubts because... Gold Triple had only won the one race, but um, Eustace and Mar, uh, Mark Zara on board, it was it was a very good win. Mark Zara, what a great comment too after he won. And he was supposed to ride last year very elegant, the winner, um, but due to a COVID breach, he, uh, he was suspended. Um, but he got redemption um, uh, on Gold Trip. And it was funny after he said he hit the lead with 300 to go and he, he, he was thinking to himself, can all you other horses just piss off? I thought that was so Australian. <laughs> it was a very, very good comment. And um, yeah, he puts him, writes himself into history now as a Melbourne Cup jockey winner. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever win at all? Nah, mate. I, I didn't, mate. I, I'd love to say I did, but I'm, I'm lucky to me. I'm not a, not a big punter, but uh, I, I had a, quite a few trifectas going. Unfortunately, the trifecta paid 17K, so that would have been nice to get. But uh, yeah, no cigar here, mate. Oh, yeah, the first four was off the charts. Mm. And uh, look, was, this was interesting. Because um, a lot of people expected, I think, the race to be on Channel 7. They had it on Channel 7, but Channel 7 had Sydney's races on, which had the big dance and the little dance, and it was quite a success. But they missed the Melbourne Cup because the <laughs> Melbourne Cup was on Channel 10. <laughs> Free to wear rights. There you go. Uh, a lot of people not happy saying, what what happened here? It just went blank. Um, yeah, that's the way of the world. Uh, I think... Uh, I definitely, not knowing that um, who had the rights, um, I definitely would, would have picked up and I would have missed it as well. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people were very, very disappointed. It's not the sort of thing you can watch in hindsight, is it really, Tim? Not really, no. You'd, you'd sort of want to know the <laughs> result the day before. Yeah. But um, yeah. the, uh, they also would have been a bit miffed because Eddie Maguire was hosting the Channel 10 coverage. Talk about Eddie everywhere because he does the, <laughs> the game show on Channel 9. He works across a few boundaries. Uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> Melbourne Cup of 2022 it has been run and won. Stay with us. We'll be talking tennis, the world game, and plenty more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same-game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian-owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. 
Alrighty, let's have a look at the world game. And Christian Volpato, he's a, he's a guy that came through the Sydney system with the Australasian Soccer Academy. And uh, he could well be in the eyes of the Socceroos playing high-profile footy for one of the big Italian clubs. Well, it'll be huge. He's playing currently for Roma. He's only 18 years of age as a midfielder um, and came off the bench last match versus Verona, scored a goal and set up another one. A huge talent. Obviously, this sort of talent doesn't come uh, every day, but um, they're not quite sure where, he's, where his allegiance stand at the moment because he's played junior football for Italy and whether he'll try and make the Italian international side or come across and play for the Socceroos. I hope he does because, um, yeah, the raps on his kid, who's only 18, are huge. Yeah, they do a great work, Mr Basher and the gang at the Australasian Soccer Academy, and they've brought him through because he was unwanted by some of the clubs here, some of the big clubs here in Australia, and boom, there he is over in Italy. Yep. And uh, I think he still very much qualifies for the Socceroos, even though he played those uh, those junior years uh, or the junior representative stuff with Italy. Now, um, what about David Beckham's inter- Miami, this would be a reasonable coup? It would be. They're trying to get Lionel Messi to come across. He's 35 years of age, currently playing one more season with Paris Saint-Germain, um, but they're trying to get him across. And, yeah, the uh, Inter-Miami have just been granted a billion dollars to build a new stadium. It's a huge franchise that Beckham is a major owner of, and uh, to get someone of this guy's calibre there would be huge. Now, for a long time, tennis has had a question mark over the influence of parents on young people, young children, and you know their desire for them to play well. It's gone to a whole new level uh, with some vision we saw yesterday out of Serbia, Shane, and uh, this has gone viral, this vision. It was absolutely woeful, appalling, disgusting, whatever word you want to mention. A father um, brutally treating his 14-year-old daughter, and it's got the whole tennis world, if not the whole world, up in arms. Well, it shouldn't be just the tennis world that's up in arms. It should be the whole world, like the way that this guy was um, kick, he was kicking his daughter. He's dragging her by the hair. Oh, it's, it's just sickening to watch. And, um, yeah, I don't know how you can expect uh, any kid or anyone to perform well at anything when you treat him like that. Um, there is a thing as tough love, but it's not that. That's horrible, and this guy should be thrown in jail for this and, and for a long time. Yeah, it's gone viral, the vision, and yeah. um, just awful. Your heart goes out to, to the young girl. Uh, on a brighter note in the world of tennis, um, the, the special Ks continue to rock on, don't they? Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis. Yeah, the special Ks are qualified for the ATP finals in Turin. Um, they're currently ranked seventh in the world. Um, they've been playing together off and on, as we know, um, and having won a major title at Wimbledon. Um, but, yeah, they'll come together. And, look, they're a good chance of winning it. I think when they play well and they're both fit, um, they really bounce off each other and uh, are a good combination. So I'll be watching that with uh, with excitement, actually. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are brilliant to watch, aren't they? Mm. They were they were sort of part of the fantastic appeal of the Australian Open. We know that Ash Barty won it, but these guys were just as big a time on Broadway, weren't they, when they won the men's doubles and everyone absolutely loved it. Now, finishing off today, Shano, one of the great conundrums, <laughs> for all of us, one of the great conundrums. When you've been on the P1 double five, a big night out or a big afternoon, what do you do? Do you go to the cab or kebab? Well, I'll tell you what happened. So I, I got off the boat, the Barclay Pierce boat down there at King Street mm. Wharf, and uh, it's almost impossible on Melbourne Cup Day to get a cab. Yeah. Um, and I finally jagged one. I sort of ran across the road and almost got run over three times to get it. Um, but on the way home, heading towards my place on the north, north, northern beaches, there's a really good kebab shop on Military mm-hmm. Road. And I asked the, the, uh, the 
driver if he could stop and wait for me to, so I could get a kebab. And he said, under no circumstance would I, could I take a, bring a kebab into this car. <laughs> so what do you do, Tim? Do you, do you get out and get a kebab and maybe not be able to get a cab home? Or you just take, take the cab home? I think what you do is you start to think of what you've got in the freezer and whether or not you have to warm up some fish fingers or something. I'll tell you like what happened. I woke up smelling a garlic sauce, mate. How did you get home? <laughs> That's your answer. How did you get home? Uber. <laughs> I ate a walkie bed about two kilometres before I got another cab, but geez, that kebab was good. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.